I'm pretty sure you get put in prison if you decide not to be a guard anymore, right? What? What? Like, well, it's the same from... as it's the same as like deserting from the army. I know that you have to have been a member for, of the army for like 15 years or something crazy before you're allowed to be a palace guard. I know there's that. You got to really. Prove and you're still in the army, so if you just yeah. take your hat off, stamp on it, and walk away, it's still yeah. desertion, do, right? Do their guns work? Yes. Good. Terrifying. They've got bayonets on the top as well. I'd be amazed if they didn't actually just have, like, secret service people actually guarding it. You've seen those videos. Oh, yeah. Those are just for show. Mm. But you've seen the videos online of, of, like, tourists getting too close to the, um... ah, I forget what the actual name for them is, but the the Palace Guard. Yeah. And the Royal Guard on various other occasions. And they'd just shout blue murder at the tourists, like, get out of the way of the Queen's Guard. Oh, wow. They don't say get out. They say, please move for the Queen's Guard really abruptly and really aggressively. And they will physically move you along if you don't get out of the way. Because they're not there for show. They are literally there because they are guarding the Queen's house, among other places. That's what they think they're doing. And everyone's like, they still think they're guarding us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what was this? Dave, there's a terrorist over there! (laughs) Look, it didn't move. What good is he? He shouldn't shout things like that in Buckingham Palace. You no. definitely get shot before they ask any questions. Well, that was the Queen shouting it. Well, yeah, she'd get shot. <laughs> Who'd shoot the Queen? There's a. I mean, enough people have That's got close right. to the Queen and not been shot. There was that guy that climbed into the Queen's bedroom and then she kept him talking for like 12 minutes while she jumped Pressed on the, the panic button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've forgotten his name now, but he broke in. Um... <laughs> Prince Philip. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Strange Greek in one's bedroom. <laughs> I like a, that she managed to keep him talking. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? What was he there for? Well, then nobody knows what not what the discussion was either, because obviously she's never told anyone what they talked about, and he could have said anything. And nobody would believe him anyway. That's weird. Boris Johnson. The only That's person, weird. the only person who will ever know what happened in that conversation in those like nine, twelve minutes was the Queen. Or the, and the guy is he dead? Otherwise, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no one, one will ever know apart think... from the one person who survived. Well, nobody will ever believe a start raving lunatic. That's the point. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't a lunatic. I hope he Maybe was he just wanted clothes. some jewels. Maybe it was that little girl from the BFG, jewels. and then, then in, in an alternate universe, she just got arrested. I've never seen the BFG. This is Money for Old Rope, <laughs> a podcast ostensibly about idioms. This week, hosted by three of your favourite people: Terence, Deborah, and Adam. Hello. Hello. How are you? I really like this room for recording in, purely because of your massive curtain. Ooh, it's a good you. curtain. It's, it's a good my nineties fringe. <laughs> <laughs> it is a large curtain. It's four. It's it, actually four curtains. It four dampens curtains. sound phenomenally well, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why it wound up, it wound up sounding so good. Despite the fact we're all holding our microphones, I'm pretty sure that's how it wound up sounding so it's good. good. I'm holding it like a fancy whiskey glass. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to swill it. <laughs> There's actually nothing else deadening the sound in here either because it's basically just plastic toys and furniture. And wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wooden furniture. <laughs> no carpet. Terence, what is your idiom? Uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Deborah, what is your idiom? It is as fit as a fiddle. My idiom this week is all the world's stage. And Ooh. I had a debate with someone of if it is actually an idiom. And I think it is an idiom because I use it in an idiomatic way. Right. Okay. I think my one's a proverb, but I think... We, I don't feel like I know enough about the definition specifically in order to be like, no, that's definitely not an idiom. I would I would just accept that. We've got away with dibs. I think we can get away with all the world's a stage, right? I mean, that's get, kind of... Get away with is a very loose... <laughs> I, think, I think we allowed dibs because Sam hadn't brought anything else. 
<laughs> dibs. <laughs> He's like, what? He fully dibs on dibs. Yeah. Okay. Um, Full dibs on dibs. Uh, yeah, the trouble is you blur the lines between idioms, proverbs, the tongue. Idiomatic, <laughs> idiomatic proverbs, proverbomatic idioms, <laughs> problematic idioms, problematic idioms. Terence, your idiom was "don't look a gift horse in the mouse." It was mouth, not the mouse. That was don't look, don't look, don't put a mouse in the gift horse. <laughs> don't put a mouse in Richard Gere. I read that once. No, don't don't do those things. <laughs> don't do those things. <laughs> do those things. Stay yeah. cool, kids. So, Stay out of drugs. So yeah, when would you when would you use? It? Have you ever used it? I think it's. So would use it. I could be wrong, but I think you use it when um, I might be. I think you use it when you've been gifted something and you're maybe being a bit dismissive about it, or mm, you're not being yeah. thankful enough for it. That was that's when I'd use it. Yeah. Have but have you ever used it? Um, I've had it said to me, but I'm pretty sure I was a teenager and I was just a you know. Oh. I was just you're being you were being very inadequately thankful for a gift. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember a specific gift where you were like? Thanks. I think it's like clothing, isn't it? It's if you receive like, obviously as an adult, it's something different. But if you receive socks as, as Christmas mm. gifts when you're a teenager, it's like, oh, didn't want that. Whereas if you receive them when you're in your twenties, you're like, mm. yeah, socks. Great. I love getting socks. Socks is great. Socks are. Socks, socks, is, socks is great. Socks is great. I think um, I used to get a lot of clothes as a teenager that were like, you know, when you're kind of like 13, 14 and you buy it and someone buys you a skirt and the skirt is no. like, it would have been fine. I don't know but what it's, it's like. very short. And then you're like, this feels weird to have received such a short skirt from my auntie. But it, she didn't realize it was so short when she bought it. Saucy and then it's like, like, well, now I get away with wearing this, this teeny tiny skirt <laughs> because it was a gift. But then the pressure very is strange. like. Put it on. Put it on. <laughs> oh, Spin around. I can see that down the room. Terence has more of that family pressure than I probably do. Yeah, There's maybe. a certain amount of showmanship involved in yeah, being put a it, Sims. Put on the shirt. Over the top of your shirt. <laughs> I'm so warm. Stop sweating and enjoy the gift. Don't shoot the gift horse in the mouse. Yeah. It's like, here's a cake. Hey, eat all of it. <laughs> Look me in the eye while you eat the cake. <laughs> Faster. <laughs> Again. I, I always know what I'm getting myself into when I record with you two now. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when I'd use it. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth is being yeah. dismissive or maybe a bit mm-hmm. rude about a gift that you've yeah. received. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's pretty right. Yeah. I think um, it sounds like um, something you would hear in like a Just William novel. Mm. Just William? Ever heard of that? Nope. It's like a series of novels set in the 1910s 1920s it's like a kid little boy he's a knob and he just goes around kind of like with his gang of friends like dennis the menace but in the 1910s and there's a girl in it who screams that's her job um i used to read them i had hundreds of them when i was a kid but they kind of like that's where i learned the phrase oh what's that thing white elephant i had never heard of that before you you guys are all looking at me very confused it's like um who's that white elephant in the is room? it an idiom could you could you bring it next week or is it not an idiom i don't know i don't s- let's just discuss it now i don't know <laughs> okay. whether it's an idiom and i'll bring it next time anyway right, <laughs> <fair> <laughs> dibs on that one i'm gonna write it down Sorry. Nice. she's she's writing it down right now i was always amused by the fact that we have two dennis the menace in the in the world we have the american dennis the menace and the british dennis the menace and they're not related to they're each other they're not related the no no Seriously? Seriously. That's why that weird film has nothing to do with the Dennis with, and Ernest we know. With Walter Matto yeah. and... 
um, some kid. And other it's actors rubbish. It's rubbish. Because he's not. Sarah's always no like so pleased when something comes up where he's like, I know the lead actor in that. I'm going to mention <laughs> it. Might right be now. wrong. <laughs> if I say it with enough definition. I think it was around the same time. I'm pretty as, sure they like, were, I'm pretty sure they were like created that. on the same day as well or something weird like that. Like the writers don't have anything to do with each other, That's but really they created weird. the character at the same time. So don't look a gift horse in the mouse. Mouse, mouse, keep saying it. <laughs> Once more. <laughs> Sorry, tip of the tongue, yeah. the teeth and the lips. That's uh, what you say, right? The yep. tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. Uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Does don't look a gift horse in the mouth come from ancient Syria? Where... <laughs> Terrence is shaking his head. Okay. Um... <laughs> no, no, it was more like, go on. Go on. <laughs> where... The king would frequently give gifts to his subjects, but mm. he realised quite early on that he was running out of money because he was giving it all away and ruining the local economy. Mm-hmm. So what he actually ended up doing was creating fake versions of his gifts, and what he used to give was little golden statues of horses. But after a while, he started just painting wood to look like gold because somehow they had gold fleck paint at the time. Mm. But what you weren't supposed to do was point out that it was wood when you received your gift from the king. However, a big telling sign was the teeth, which were quite hard to get all the gold in between the grooves and the teeth. Mm-hmm. So if you looked at it too closely in the mouth, you might show a look of disgust on your face. So you look the gift horse in the mouth and that showed your disgust at the gift that you were given by your king I like it that's massively specific I, I like it though yeah it's good um, surely it wasn't gold paint it was like gold who'd leaf. paint a horse leaf gold leaf yeah. yes gold leaf is still very expensive I'd imagine I'd imagine it's quite hard to get hold it's of it's a nightmare to put on anything though isn't it it's just like ugh. from my well, various house, watchings of changing rooms your house is covered in gold leaf I yeah mean, <laughs> from ceiling to floor yeah, the, I, the I mean, we're all wearing sunglasses right now we're actually squinting because <laughs> it's so shiny 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 house um yeah no <laughs> I don't. it would be difficult to get that on the teeth it would yes. yeah because they'd be small and yeah, they'd be little individual still things. Bartholomew that's why they say still <laughs> Why is your um, horse called Bartholomew? I don't know. It's terrifyingly why the, why the fact terrifying right? horsey teeth. Um, so maybe yeah. talking of like the army, mm. royal guard. Maybe there's like some sort of previous thing mm. where on the day of the marching, you know, they have special days march where day. they do the big march. First of March. First of March. <laughs> big March Day. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they parade around the grounds outside the Buckingham Palace, the, the Buckingham Palace, yep, they, and the. Uh, Back in the day, the horses would have put their heads through the fences and members of the public would put gifts Gifts into the horse's mouth. mouth. The horse would then (laughs) return back to good and and leave a a pile of slobbery gifts on the doorstep of the Queen in honour of Her Great Majesty. I, I think and the queen was was always very happy, but as we all know, she never gives anyone eye contact, so she never looked anyone in the eye. She never gives anyone eye contact. And she's got two glass eyes. <laughs> they go off in different directions. I think. <laughs> I was like, is that me? <laughs> I think Deborah's story is more plausible than mine. <laughs> think, I like. You think my story is more plausible? <laughs> Wait till you hear this. I mean, I I love putting gifts into horses' mouths. As much as the next person. So maybe that will be the origin. Mm. Right, shall... Who knows? Let's do it. So I've got three. Uh, one I couldn't actually find a date for. But uh, Number one, uh, it relates to the um, the uh, Greeks concealing themselves in the horse. Trying the to get into horse. Troy. And it was always, look, look a gift horse in the mouth. 
And at some point over time, it's been mangled. Interesting. Yeah, right. Are uh, these options or just all th- These are options. All these right. options. The second one was from uh, Middle English, and they were, the original one was, uh, no man ought to look a given horse in the mouth. And it was and it was changed to gift horse because of some writing change. Essentially, that's just what kind of what happens. Writing change, like, dance. Yeah, it's like 1600s, <laughs> right? Okay, so, yeah. Standard. And uh, the, the more interesting one was uh, following The Godfather in 1972. Uh, there was a, Particularly was, pleased with this one. Yeah, right. It's kind of a mangling of it. You know the scene when he finds a horse's head in the bed? Does he? He rolls. Have you never seen Godfather? I've never seen The Godfather. Of course, I've never seen The You've Godfather. You've seen that yeah, bit, you, though. You get no, that I've never reference. seen The Godfather, but I've seen that you know, thing. A horse's head in the bed. You get the reference because it's been parodied in everything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. To, she yeah. rolls over, and it was just like a rival kind of like mafia. Um, Is it his It was a rival mafia. It was a rival mafia. <laughs> so, <laughs> the horse was running a rival mafia. <laughs> no, I was just yes. delivered by some uh, surly mafia men. I think it's the Sicilians and the Italians. Okay. Is it his own horse? Uh, Very important to know. I can't remember. I haven't seen it that long ago. But this one says, uh, essentially, he rolls over, sees the horse's head, and he's like, oh, what's this blood in the bed? And it's like just like this, showing his big, frightening, horsey teeth. Uh, and uh, essentially, there was this article in the New Yorker in 1974 um, where there was a um, an unsuccessful piece peace brokery exercise between the Sicilians and the Italians in real life because they were such big fans of the... Uh, uh, of the Godfather, essentially, but the Sicilians didn't get it, so it kind of escalated tensions even further. So the Italians gave like a horse's head to them. As they didn't a put joke. it in the bed, but just like, like, a, a, like a hey, you know, we're all mafia though, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we're all mafia and, and here, guys. Because it's kind of like an older country, and there's slightly more isolated the Italians of. Not a country. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Isn't it? Or is it just an island, an Italian island? It's just an Italian but it's very island. much a, its own culture. And its own well, identity. I think that's basically why they've been arguing for a very long time. Well, in the same way that Wales or Scotland are a, cult- are a culture, but is it like not, Barcelona and Spain? Hmm. Don't know. Well, anyway, they're very different mafias. At the very, very least, different mafias. I love how we're reporting on the extra family relations of Italian mafia, like mm. it's somehow world news. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. I think it was the horse's head in the bed from The Godfather, nineteen sixty-two. Because the Mafia love friends. The Mafia love friends? Like the 90s program? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. Don't know how to get friends. <laughs> Don't know how to get friends. This is how you get friends. You horse them. Um, that would have made a great, that would have made such a better Joey spin-off than the actual Joey spin-off. <laughs> Joey joins the Mafia. That would be I'm in over my head. Hey. Hey. The girl who's supposed are you to be doing? the girl who's supposed to be the love interest but turns out to be like weirdly like a sister to him. Yeah. That, um, that would have made a great well, she, would have made a better plot point in the I mafia version of that. I don't program. remember any of this. I only remember that it was a vaguely that person. Because she was in the Sopranos anyway. Joey's sister in the show, she's um one of the women in the Sopranos. Yeah, she yes, is. Totally yeah, totally is. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you. I don't like watch. Star- I don't watch the Sopranos. I've oh. never watched the Sopranos. And the other, the, the other actual, yeah. the other actual love interest yeah. was the girl from Better Off Ted. Yeah, but they which didn't. Was a great show. They had no, no no chemistry whatsoever. In that, but they do in the um, what Off Joey Ted. and no in Better Off Ted. I'm like, saying Joey and that I'm just girl. It's not her fault. I feel like she got typecast. Okay, okay, okay. All right. 
Look, Basically better off Ted is. is what you need to take away from this. Okay. Such a good show. It's very complex. Two seasons. I feel like I'm not allowed season. to go with Godfather, but I want to go Godfather 2 because okay, it was the most interesting one. You so want to go Godfather 2 was Godfather the most two. interesting one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll go with the Godfather. Okay, I'm, I'm going, going Godfather 2. What, nobody else? <laughs> okay. That was a Godfather joke. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. Well, Godfather. <laughs> I think 3's meant to be terrible, right? I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, it was half-baked. That's what it was. So, uh, you're both wrong. I made that up. But, uh, I'm really sad. Shocking. It's <laughs> a surprise. It's a surprise. But I was, really, I was really impressed. Yeah. yeah. Good work. Yeah, I, quite like it. Was this, uh, I, was, I assume the story about the Sicilians and the Italians trading horse heads was also fake. Very, all of it was fake. Good, okay. I mean, it happens in Godfather, but obviously for murderers. They definitely reasons. should have done that. It was like, <laughs> it was a gift. No, it was just a It would have made Mafia Wars much more interesting and hilarious. Mafia Wars. So what was the actual answer? Uh, it comes from, well, the English translation was from uh, a quote by John Haywood uh, in 1546. Uh, it says, no man ought to look a given horse in the mouth. And it means, so the whole thing comes from horses' teeth, their incisors are long and rectangular and they never stop growing. So they, they wear it down, but they just keep going. Just like if you left it, it's a bit like sheep's um sheep like hooves. Do that, don't they? Yeah, a bit like hooves or, or like their horns. You don't do it, it's just whatever that material is, it's probably the same. It's like nails. nails. Yeah. So that just keeps growing. And the idea is that if you um if you're giving the horse the whole thing is that you can determine an age from the horse. Due to the, the, if you look at the teeth, you can, you can, count you can figure it out. Teeth. It's like, yeah, it's like if you cut a dog in half, you can count the rings, you can see how old it is. Okay. Right, yeah. Or trees is the more common version. Be yeah. nice to your pets. It's unusual. It's also quite a, a, a drastic measure to take when wanting to learn the age of a tree. Like, <laughs> I gotta know. Oh, this is, this is, <laughs> I just gotta know. That's a really majestic old tree. Yeah. I wonder how old mm. that tree is. But how old was our tree? Like 25 years old? I don't know, I think that's went. what you said, yeah, maybe. I mean, the best way of doing it, I'm assuming, is to just carbon date the census since the rings are also a lie and don't actually indicate years. I think it probably costs uh, a lot more money, though, surely. Some, some, some t- well, it's, it's an estimate. It's a good estimate. It's like when, whenever there's more growth in between it, it means that it was a particularly good year. Mm. So that's why some, some ones are like really, really tight but together. But they also stop growing as quickly the older they get. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it, it, it looks as though it was... But it was shortened in that book in 1663 to, uh, to fit iambic tetrameter. So it said not pentrometer, but tetrameter. So uh, I, an iamb is, was it when it's like an unstressed followed by a stressed syllable? Something like that. Oh, was that Pearl and Dean? And that's like iambic hectometer. Um but the quote became, he never considered it as loth to look a gift horse in the mouth. In the moth. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sometimes the sentences just go in and out so much. By the end you finished, I'm like, what did you say? Yeah, he never considered it as loth to look a gift horse in the moth. <laughs> Yeah. You but, just look really pleased. You've got to end on the high. <laughs> it's a very strange time to develop a lisp. <laughs> In the mud. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm melting from the face. I'm going to have a victory. So. <laughs> You're setting off the cough. It's not good. No. Right, so, and we think... 
This is where it actually gets more interesting. Hang on. I'm good. We've got this, guys. (laughs) 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 What's that? Is that a cop or a lot? Imagine. Just imagine you don't set off the cop. Don't set off the cop. <laughs> when you feel your heart to cough, find your heart and do it off. <sighs> so, everyone thinks this guy took his original thing, John Haywood. Everyone thinks he, he got it from a Latin text, St. Jerome letter to the Ephesians, saying, Noli equi dentis in spicere donati which I think you I think we can all agree is very Latin uh, um, and that was AD, uh, 400 AD everyone thinks that's that so year. it literally means just don't inspect the the teeth of a gift horse <laughs> and the whole thing is, it, it's you don't if someone's given you a horse don't look at it it's, it's don't like look at it. this oh. is a lovely horse it's, it's about doing trade and Okay, now it of. makes sense. Yeah. So, like, so someone gives home, you a horse. And you're like, how old are you again? And yeah. you're like, dude, I'm giving you a horse. So it's, it's don't criticise, effectively. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Which, so it's, it's actually retained its meaning quite well, then. Yeah. Because that's effectively what its meaning longevity. is Longevity. Yeah. Good uh, about longevity as well for 400 AD. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a related one. Long in the tooth. Have you heard that? Yes, we've had it before, I think, on this, on have this you? show. Is that a uh, horse one? Or at least mentioned, because long in the tooth, we had various discussions about rabbits and horses because they have to chew on the fence posts yeah, to keep the teeth it's worn the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That's so they, uh, they wear down. I was going to say, is there a modern equivalent? Because we've not done that for a while, but it's still fairly well used, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Don't look a gift I, horse. I think Americans use it more than we do. Yeah, I think so. I was thinking, I don't know why, but every time I thought of it, I thought in an American accent. It's not just because my inner monologue is American. It's just because... I think just generally, like... Film noir. It's a bit smug as a thing to say, isn't it? Like, no one really goes around saying things mm. like that to each other. Mm. I'd be like, ooh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like, I'd be no more suspicious. Say Somebody says, here, have this telly that's come off the back of a van. And then you're like, wait a minute, that says pony instead of Sony. And the, the person immediately said, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I love how your criticism of that is the fact that it's fake TV and not the fact that it's fallen off the back of a van. Uh, well, the falling off the back of a van is a is an idiom unto itself, isn't we it? We were discussing about. Um, we're just, just going I'm pretty back to sure I wrote that down as one that I should use, and then forgot. I don't you have. A, I don't have an effective noting system. You can use a good <laughs> <one. laughs> Maybe and then up in the air, just, <laughs> just wisp. But I tend to just text them to Tez out of nowhere, and then he has no idea what I'm talking about, and then he goes <laughs> out of context. <laughs> it's out of context. Well, to be what? fair, to for be me, fair, I we... do that with a lot of my information, but I never go back. to We it. know we know the origin of that anyway because it's from the ancient Sicilians and their famous vans. Deborah, remind us of what your idiom was. Uh, my idiom was as fit as a fiddle, and it still is. It, it still is. Yeah. Awesome. Um, um, so, what does it mean? Uh, that old man, he's as fit as a fiddle. Hey! I mean, that was just an example of when you'd use it. I didn't actually tell us what it meant. <laughs> That's pretty much... He's fit. He's fit. Like, I really fancy that violins. violin. <laughs> <laughs> that violin is well sexy. <laughs> it's how old? <laughs> Stradivarius. It actually um, My. relates to something I might mention later. But, oh, um, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Fit as a fiddle means somebody's just... In shape, 
It doesn't necessarily mean attractive. It means fitters of fiddle is just like they're they're bouncy. They've got Mm. the spice of life about them, and they're very. um, I'm as fit as a fiddle, doctor. I think think there's an age connotation with it. I think it's very much like a this guy's eighty, but he's still bouncing off the wall, sort of thing. How much of that (laughs) is because you really should stop taking all the ecstasy? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is not a laughing matter anyway. It's a serious medical concern. Very very real concern. Um, Do people use it? In reference to old people, because that's the term that they used to use, so it's just like carried on with them and latched onto them. Like in the 1940s, they would be like, "These young men signing up for war, they're all fit as a fiddle," and we're all like, "I'm fit as a fiddle. I'm going to shoot some Nazis." Um, uh, <laughs> I I mean, it's just kind of gone over. Granddad used to say, "He's as fit as a fiddle." I suppose he still is. <laughs> that's really sad. I hope it's not that. Um, so it has actually changed in meaning slightly um, yeah. from the the past to now um somewhere in between can you guess what it was in the past did um, it has to do with the definition of fit oh oh like um is it about the 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 horse horse hairs in the bow and it being really taut the cat guts on the violin no, is it, it's more about the definition of the actual is it about mean just fit? is it is it being appropriate if it's fit, if it if it fits the circumstance, it's it's sort of suitability. Yeah. So yeah. you're if you're fit as a fiddle, oh. you are suitable for the task. Oh, for like a, yeah. a particular song, like in an orchestra or something. Um, Just this solo now that's very specific to, to be... fiddles. Whereas I'm still specifically talking about the idiom. Well, that's just blown um, my potential origin out of the water. Which well, there is you go. That's now. really sad. Mm. I bet it was good. It was. Um, it involved women. So yeah, it was kind of fit for purpose. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Those Maybe are always we'll the best know. ones. <laughs> They're my favourites. The oh. lady ones. Um, fit for purpose, suitable or fitting um, was right. kind of what it meant. So if you were fit as a fiddle, then you were kind of fit for purpose. Or but why fiddle? Well, that's my later question. All oh, right. Wait, I just kind of hold on together. that. That's, so, that's not her current question. Oh, I'm what year? Fit as a fiddle. Ooh. Um, when were they concerned with appropriateness? All the time. And suitability. Everyone like, is always so concerned about appropriateness. Feels like Victorian like, era. You reckon I reckon like 1780-ish. I reckon like Mozart. I don't know when Mozart was alive. He was a great guy. Was he? I have no I, idea. I, I actually have no idea. He's probably I, a horrible I know, person. Um, I know he was it. mean to his brother, right? That's what that Simpsons recreation told me. Was he? I don't know. I just have no idea. The, the one about Mozart, Mozart Amadeus. Lisa. Yeah. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. Can I play the piano anymore? <laughs> of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, you know the one where What's wrong like, with me? Lisa Sorry. is Amadeus and Bart is yeah. the brother. Is it the brother? I don't. Oh no, Bart is Amadeus, yeah. and Lisa is the is it not his brother? Is it just the one in the attic? Honestly, can't remember. I, I've got mental image of them wearing wigs, but that's about all I can remember. Yep, got it. Got you remember? It's like a later episode, isn't it? Like oh, a Halloween sorry. special. That's like a not season one. I don't like yes. that. I was this really into the their earlier stuff. This one's great. It's got See, Santa's Sant- Sant- little helper. That's episode one. Origin yeah, story. Doesn't he die? No, no that's so snowball. snowball. That's the snowball. Mm. The snowball. The snowball first. Like Prince. But... The Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Mm. Go on then. Um, okay, so what year? I reckon 1780. 1842. 1598. Closer. Boom, I win. Cock off. <laughs> um, w. Horton, English Men for My Money. 
some sort of... Is his first name Wally? I'm guessing. Um, This is excellent in fifth, as fit as a fiddle. Um, So it's basically describing something and saying it is... It works perfectly for my purposes. Um, It also meant handsome. Oh. Which is what you were kind of saying before about fit, like fiddles that are delicious. Fancy. Fanciable. Um, So in 1678, uh, the quote is, I think his face is made of a fiddle. Everyone that looks at him loves him. Mm. I guess it's sort of like a shapely... Ah. It's a shapely thing, right? A violin. Well, is that gonna, why? This is what I was going to go with, going back to my women comment before. I was women! Gonna, I was going to go with the fact that it's it looks quite hourglass, which is the typical Slightly sort hourglassy. of... Yeah, which is a typical sort of artistic interpretive <laughs> shape of a woman. Yeah. That's so it's a handsome face rather than um, in yeah. relation to a body of a lady. I don't look I at... Like a lady. A lady. A lovely like curvy lady. Violins into women in Disney films. Is that like a, a creepy part of Fantasia? That I'm Maybe, yeah. Possibly. Probably. Feels like and, um, he, Smells like Fantasia. In the remake of Moulin Rouge, you know, the modern thing, yeah. there's a guy in that who dresses like a violin or something. Really? Yeah. It's kind of small. Don't really know what that's about. Just thought of it then. Um. <laughs> a dream of it every other night, Terence. It's a good my time. Nightmares. <laughs> the violin, the small man, he's back. <laughs> and then I made some tuna sandwiches. Um, so why a fiddle? Was it because it was just associated with high society and the people that played them generally could afford to clean themselves so they generally looked more attractive? <laughs> There's a man under that <laughs> muck with a squeegee. Like, <laughs> this kind of goes back to the suitabil- suitability thing. So, Terrence, oh, for getting married, arranged married. No, just for life in general. It's fit for purpose. Fit for purpose. Why a violin in this scenario? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, I don't really have an answer. For this is it, yeah, is it just because violins are frequently like the bit you hear in an orchestra? It's very easy to pick out a violin in an orchestra. That people know it, know of it. Yeah, I think um, some of the things that people had said were that it was particularly admired, hmm. probably for that reason. Because, like, you know, if you there are soloists, you'd have like a violin soloist, wouldn't you? But you wouldn't have one. An mm. oboe soloist, generally, or you something. Do, yeah. Soloist in most of them, apart from drums, then it's just the Muppets. Yeah, I know, but like the things that stand out to people who don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. Um, or, and also that it requires maintenance. So it's all about the kind of like, it being fit for purpose requires maintenance. So like, mm, yeah. when you're saying fit as a fiddle, you mean that someone is actually taking care of themselves. Yeah, a violin has to, if you're not looking after it, it's going to go wrong. And back then it would have been cat guts as well, right? Oh, so it would have just shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. Until it just implodes. It becomes like, like a, <laughs> That's my that meat that Americans eat. Jer- jer- jerky. 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 Yeah. Which always sounds really wrong. It's quite nice. Jerky. You, just, you chew like it for a while and then it gets wet and stringy and then you spit oh, it out. Oh, that's really gross. Like an elf. It's like the something only... that Gaston would eat. In mm. I could only name one violin soloist and that's Lindsay Sterling and that's only because she became very popular. Vanessa May? don't know. I don't remember Vanessa. No. She was the one who went to your graduation, right? No, that's somebody else. That's is, is that why you remember it? Balletti or Times. Don't know. Um. So anyway, so something that I thought of was that it's very obvious when it's broken. Quite obvious when it's not working. You mean if, uh, it, if yeah. the violin is out of tune? That's right. It sounds horrible. Mm. So like you can tell very quickly when something mm. hasn't been looked after. Yeah, that's a good point. In comparison to other instruments, where you're like, I don't know. It sounds fine. And Terence says, no, I will spend the next four hours tuning this. Do you do that with your guitars, Terence? 
got two violins upstairs. Have yeah. you actually got two violins? Yeah. You should play it. I used to have a ukulele. We've got one over there where well, you can see. I've still got a harmonica, which I'm banned from playing. Um, I can see why. For reasons. Mm. Mm. I really like the harmonica. It's just a convenient instrument. Yeah, because it's just there and you just, you're like, ta-da, I made a you're noise. Like, you're on the bus and you're just, I'm bored. <laughs> Good job I've got my trusty harmonica. Um, just a little extra fact. Oh, so much, so much. It gained popularity in the 1950s. Oh. Um, when Ronald Reagan was in power. And it kind of goes back to that Ronald kind of... Reagan in the 1950s? Well, maybe it wasn't 1950s. Well, he was, was an actor then. Could have yeah, been. probably. I mean, I mean, he was in a sense... Oh, no, 1981 this is from. But it did start in the 1950s, and then it kind of... This is, this is just a factoid that I stole because it was interesting. So, in 1981, people thought that Ronald Reagan was thought... He was thought to be unwell due to his age, which um, kind of goes back to that thing of saying... Yeah. Like, fit as a fiddle when is someone is older and shouldn't uh, actually be well. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is when that came in. Maybe it was popularised in America. Who knows? Um, they do break things. <laughs> um, so there was no evidence of him actually being ill in any way. It's just that he was old and people spread rumours because of that. Because mm-hmm. he was like... Trying know, to describe There's a lot of that rumour yeah. in America. That happens quite a lot. People, yeah. Um, so in 1981, the Montreal Gazette published a news story that stated the president was well. The article was titled, Reagan. Fit as a fiddle. Ah. Mm. Okay. There you go. So, all right. That's cool. Mm. I thought it maybe maybe like a quote from when he was in, in all those cowboy films. Just he's got, he's got about it. two autobiographies, Ronald Reagan. One mm. from when he was a actor before he was president, one mm. from after he was president. Very different books. My idiom was all the world's a stage. And I'm hesitant to ask this, but when would you use it? Have you ever invoked it personally? Invoked it. I often invoke a phrase. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. <laughs> invoke the phrase. I can't remember how to play Pokemon. You throw balls at people, don't you? And then occasionally an animal pops out dead. <laughs> I think you might be playing it wrong. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Tiny little marbles, just like in a catapult. It's those things that you get from the pinball machine, right? Mm. The, the ones that you turn, and it's just those little plastic things that have tiny things you inside. S- are you stealing bits of pinball machines? <laughs> I said pinball machine, but it's not really what I meant. You know, there's like, the only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're called yeah. capsule machines. Yeah, that's capsule, where the, that's where capsule machines. Capsule machines. That's where the idea. of those is Pokemon. It's where it's the idea like, of Pokemon came from. So you've never used it. You've never invoked it as a phrase. You've never heard anyone no, say it. I feel like it would have to be if I was a supervillain. I stood up somewhere <laughs> and they're like, why are you doing this, Terrence? <laughs> nobody wants to hear you sing before you shoot everyone. That will all the world's a stage. Or the floor is lava or somewhere. In this scenario, I've got lava everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, Deborah, have you ever used it? Or I think it I used? definitely have because that's kind of that sort of too ridiculous thing that I say, and um, it would generally just be like you know when you, <laughs> when someone says like oh someone does something to you, and they're like telling you know they're like, oh he shouldn't have told he shouldn't have told on me shouldn't have done this shouldn't have done the other blah 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 I'm like well the world's a stage, that's and an then they look very slowly at me and go. <laughs> What? I don't think that's how that's used. <laughs> Back to my always using idioms in the wrong place and time. Um, yeah. Um, my I didn't come thing. across that definition. <laughs> it's a shocker. Really quite surprising. I can't it's, not the, it's definitely not the definition. Where would you use it? How about all these contexts? <laughs> They're all wrong, Deborah. They're all wrong. You're terrible at your job. I came across... Two definitions-ish 
of this. Okay. Uh, the first one described it as a sort of uh, life is full of acting. So everyone around you is just is occasionally enthusiastic. They're just going about their life, but it's as if they're trying to impress people, but they're also playing up for the cameras, as it were, which yeah. is another phrase that I could use but won't. Um, the second sort of origin was um, life is but a play. So nothing, it's kind of a bit yeah, dark, like but... Yeah, it's a, it's a bit dark. It's like um, it's like the first series of Big Brother. Yeah, it's only the, a game show. I mean, I'd go for it's the only a game show. Truman Show. That. Do you know? <laughs> That's a very particular thing that happened in the first series of Big Brother. Never really watched Big Brother, so I... it's not surprising. Oh, with um, uh, creepy Tim. No, what's it called? Oh, the bad nasty the, the, Nick. Nasty Nick, and there was a lesbian nun. And Nasty Nick and the lesbian nun. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's yeah. so you get something we're going to get done for for being libelous is that you're actually making a reference to. No, yeah, they, it they was on. definitely a right, thing. Okay. CBBC. Um, CBBC. <laughs> it was not on CBBC. Um, no, we, we it was on, and then we went to some sort of. I think it was Lakeside, and we did when a, you were in a thing, a show about it. Year eight. Weird. Um, so yeah, life is life is but, life is but a place. Nothing really matters. We're all just. Going through the motions and then we die. Mm-hmm. Is the other sort of. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought it was just an opportunity to ham it up. When I use it, I sort of use Speaking it. Time. I sort of use Speaking it like. Time. I think I use it closest to the first. I use it closest to the first definition, sort of like all the world's a stage, so you might as well make the most of it and show off as much as possible. And I do show off a lot, so it's not really surprising that I do. You do look that pretty way. ostentatious all the <laughs> time. In your grey t shirt. <laughs> all the time. No, I, I mean, he did dress to match the decor, so it's a. Gold Lurex playsuit. Yep. Actually, even my face. <laughs> Not a jumpsuit, a playsuit. So, do you know where it's from? As in, who would use all the world's a stage? Have you heard it? Do you know where it the feels like? It's from? from a Shakespeare play, and it was from like Macbeth or something like that. It was a Shakespearean play. And my next question was going to be, which one was uh, it? Merchant all... of Venice. No, not correct. All the world's a stage, and we but players in it. Yeah. All oh, right. So, fellow. It's either Richard It's second. either Hamlet, Macbeth, or King Lear. Yeah, it's none somebody. of those. Oh, really? None okay, of those. that's exciting. Richard the <laughs> so had a fourth. Richard third. Nope. Um, a Midsummer's Night's Dream. Nope. No, it's a royal court one. Uh, on what, which are they? Well, there's all the king plays, so right. you could just list every king that was between, like, <laughs> however many years. Oh, just be like, right. it was the King Henry the Fifth. No, it was King Henry the Fourth. No, it's King Henry the Third. It was the King Richard the Second play. Um, I don't know. What is it? What's so, it's, so it's one of the King ones. I'm not giving anything away. Well, that's that's what, it is. That's what I, th- I think it's. Definitely You've had a... six guesses so far. Have it? Yeah, Othello. Say that again. You can just keep saying Othello if you want to. King Lear. <laughs> could do this all night. Is it Macbeth though? No, it's not Macbeth. Why though? Why though? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. No. He was a king. Are you just listing Shakespearean plays? <laughs> Maybe. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> while while Deborah lists Shakespearean plays, I'll give you some tips oh. about it. Um, Shakespeare wasn't the first person to make the comparison itself. So the quote itself is Shakespearean. Uh, but Juvenal, a Roman poet, once wrote, All of Greece is a stage and every Greek's an actor. So he invokes it about Greece rather than the world itself. Um, Richard Ed- Edward wrote Damon and Pythias in the year Shakespeare was born. Pythagoras said that this world was like a stage whereon many play their parts, the lookers on the sage. I, Claudius. I, Claudius, no. 
Shakespeare used the analogy twice. He also used it in The Merchant of Venice, but not in that phrasing, Terence. Ah, that's why he was familiar. He uses, I hold the world, but as the world, Grantiano, a stage where every man must play a part and mine a sad one. Uh, yeah. It's the one that's a play that has a play within the play. This is the one that he... Within a play. <laughs> it's is really it? annoying. I'm not surprised it's really <laughs> annoying. The most animated I've seen you. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, it's I don't, a play within the play. I don't, things that like this don't usually get to me, but it's really as annoying because I definitely know what it is. You as you like it. As you like it. Oh, no wonder I didn't remember. Sixteen. So it's not about a king. Sixteen twenty-three. Yeah. It? Do you want the entire passage because it's quite long? Yes, not no. the entire thing. No. Do you want just the, the first, sentence around it, like ten lines. One line above it. One line after. There is uh, one line above it. That's the start. Uh, the start and three lines after. Uh, okay. Gra- gra- <laughs> dash. All the world's, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. Oh. It's the seven ages of man speech within As You Like It. And this is a King's Court one. So why did the Kings... I don't remember the one? plot of As You Like It. It's not very good. I thought the only thing I know about film. it is that it's a, a carry on film. The on. only thing I know about it is that it's got plays within plays. It's not a very good. And that this part is the bit where they talk about that. It, and it, I think that's probably because I was like, at some point it might be useful for me to know that this is the play within a play. <laughs> this is the one that this is. And this is what the reference is. This is the reference that I need to make in order to achieve a tutu. But you've got, you got to sound violently animated on a podcast by bashing your... Yeah, that was quite exciting. There were, there were two spikes of usage in the 20th century for all the worlds a stage. Can you give me the rough dates or the events around those dates that might have caused two spikes in the 20th century? Cold War. Incorrect. Now you must die. <laughs> All the world's a stage. It feels like... Was it in the movie? Oh, uh, The Dark Knight. Is it a quote from The Dark Knight? <laughs> that was the 21st century. Oh, sorry. Um, did you, did you what about that? the election of a specific president? Nope. Nothing to do with the American presidency. <laughs> sorry, it's something to do with America, but not the... Presidency. It spiked dramatically in usage during World War One and World War Two, hmm. oh. as you might expect from. I got close. Say, oh, is it one of the Americans? <laughs> is it one of the Americans said the world like everyone's watching? Like, let's join and start it's fighting. It's just because it's World mm. War. All the world's a stage, mm. and I think Churchill used it in a speech. Also yeah, it's like. Again. And it's had a steady rise since the 1960s. So the Cold War could have contributed to that. Um, but it's had a steady rise since the 1960s until now, and it's still rising at the moment. Still rising? It's still popular, and it's getting more popular. <laughs> but is, does it have its own Instagram account? That's how we need to know. All the world's a state it will have by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> I feel like they do it before every boxing match. What, lift just, invisible no, weights? Like all the, the world's a stage! Or they do it for football <laughs> advertising and things like that. Well, the premiership. Now, well, now you can shout at the TV that that's from it as you like it. <laughs> as you like it and <laughs> stress out the wound it, it does sound like a carry on film I fair. was going to say it sounds like Liam Gallagher's sign off have you seen how he signs off everything <laughs> no. he signs off as as you were oh, right. as you were as you were which is the um, just it's from like Placement or something like <laughs> but he, it's the title of his album as yeah, well I think as you were but, like, back, to, back to business can I can imagine him signing off with as you like it Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to leave a review in iTunes, star us in the Overcast app, or leave a rating in the podcast player of your choosing. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast, or feel free to email us on cast.zy.io. Relevant links from this episode are in the show notes, and our individual social media accounts are at the bottom. 
<laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this production by Vamp Nation. Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms. Bye, do you bye, know everyone. why? Do you know why bye, I do everyone. that? Because every time I'm reading that, I glance up occasionally. I see you just going like, <laughs> getting ready you know to say it something. It's like, it's like he had something to say, and you always cut him off just at the moment. It was when so he was about abrupt. To say it, and he'll go like, I'm this. being live edited. It's so hard. I just wanna say, <laughs> I want the last word. Trojan. Oh.